Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. sentimental and mush mushy <laughs> but i'm here with phoebe dre and we're back here uh she's down in australia almost queensland and i'm here in san diego california and we're gonna give it to you straight 100 and talk about her webinars we're gonna talk about the great uh work that she does i like to joke and say a bean counter but she's a cpa an entrepreneur <laughs> a business strategist a mom a wife and a mountain biker how does she do all that and still keep a smile on her face is what we want to find out here on the edge welcome her to the edge phoebe dre how are you thank you april i'm well thank you and very very excited to be here with you today well i'm excited to have you i am you had to, it was funny you had said to me you sent me a note you said i didn't get xyz and i said let me get on it was i on it i was on it. on it you know and that's important is to be on it whatever your is is be on it. be respectful to your clients be respectful to your business uh be respectful to yourself because you never get a second chance to make a first impression wouldn't you agree i definitely agree you know and when you're in business okay you have to really kind of um understand even as an entrepreneur your client mm -hmm. is your customer your client essentially is your boss and you need to do whatever it is to make them happy with a smile. Sometimes I don't always agree that the, the, the customer is always right because sometimes they're not. But that leads open for time for negotiation. We're going to start this interview, not so much with the beginning because we'll get to that. But where we are in the middle, what does it look like in the, the, the business arena for you as an entrepreneur and a CPA? Because you're dealing with people's finances, you know, and you got to walk a, a, a fine line because folks get real emotional about their money. Yeah, it's really interesting, April. I was actually, I mentioned to you this morning, I was sitting down and doing my journaling and and thinking about because my spirituality is coming, I guess, more to the forefront these days and, and finance and spirituality, sometimes people don't feel they mix. And, and what came through for me this morning that creating financial abundance and wealth actually helps people to live a more abundant lifestyle and that creates more spirituality and enables them to be more in tune. So I think when I'm helping people, it's often as an entrepreneur, finances and money and understanding your numbers. It's not the sexy part of business. It's not, you know, having a $1,000 or $100,000 launch or creating a new sales and marketing strategy, but it's the really fundamental part of business that is so key to your success. And once you can get confidence in that area of your business, I feel that it can really help open the entrepreneur up to more abundance and more growth because they know they've got the good solid foundations or the riverbanks, as I like to say, and then that helps them to be the creative entrepreneur and to really grow their business and, and to really have a bigger impact in the world. So I find, yes, yeah, sometimes it can be a bit, people get a little bit overwhelmed when it comes to their numbers, but we've, I like to kind of talk to them very calmly. There's no question ever that's too silly um, and just walk through. And once you see people's 
kind of click and the light switches on and all of a sudden they understand it. It's amazing the the power that gives to them as an entrepreneur and business owner and even just um, a person in their own personal life as well. Absolutely, so finance is definitely money is energy. A hundred percent. It is energy and it only has the value that we place upon it. You know, we could have a hundred dollar bill and say it's only worth fifty dollars. Yeah. Which now is probably here in America, probably $25. <laughs> but it, and understanding finance, understanding your finances, looking at the numbers, you can't be afraid of them. Okay. They're not inanimate objects. They are very tangible. They do tell a story. Mm-hmm. You know, your finances and your bookkeeping tell a story. How responsible you are, how accountable you are, you know, how, you know, uh, spend thrifty you are how you never lie i always like numbers numbers never lie they don't lie but if you look at them you are able to you know it's basic addition and subtraction Mm -hmm. so how did you get into the numbers game how did you become a cpa Ah, it's an interesting story. So I love travel. So I went, actually went to university first when I left school and became a naturopath or studied to become a naturopath. And one day I woke up and realized that that probably wasn't the path that I wanted to follow. So I went off and did a big traveling adventure around the world um, and then came back to Australia and went back to university. And I just decided to do a business degree. I'm not sure what led me down that path, but I absolutely loved every moment of it. I loved everything about business from marketing to statistics to the accounting and finance. Um, But my father's actually a CPA as well. Mm. And he had a public practice, a small public practice here on the Gold Coast. So I decided to join him and start working with him when I was still at university. Um, And I guess it was the easy path. I thought about going into marketing uh, but there were so many students at my university that were doing the marketing. majors and I just thought I'd find it hard to find work and my dad had the business so it was easy to walk um, that path and I really enjoyed the accounting so I ended up going down the path of doing accounting and my dad was a CPA um, so I also did my CPA um, um, professional years as well. Now Brains you have to understand that a certified public accountant is not a tax advisor okay and and it's not somebody to to work your, your books. You have a bookkeeper your tech, your CPA, because uh, I have a CPA, but and I say this with respect and love, but you got to look over what your CPA does too. We're all human beings. We could mm-hmm. make a mistake. Maybe there's some documents that you did not enclose. Maybe there was something that wasn't signed. Maybe there was a box that wasn't ticked. Things like that can happen. So you need to work in conjunction. Don't just turn everything over to anybody. No. If you're in business, you need to be able to work that out and ask the appropriate questions. Wouldn't you agree, Phoebe? A hundred percent. I always say to my clients, never abdicate responsibility, always delegate. So you need to make sure you really understand what's happening because get accountants, even though they're professionals and they've done many years and bookkeepers, many years of study, mistakes can be made. Um, so you really want to make sure that you understand what's happening in the finance side of your business. And then if you if you can see a problem or something's happened, you can quickly correct it and work with your accountant or your bookkeeper mm-hmm. um, to make sure that it's correct. And then that way you really ha- have your finger on the pulse of what's mm-hmm. going on in your business. It's not her business. Her business is to document and record your business. 
But you need to really kind of look at that and see, hey, look, uh, especially in this tenuous times, maybe I could cut back in this area. Maybe I need to grow in this area. Maybe I need to edit. Maybe I need to, you know, this is an opportunity to scale. These are conversations that you can have with her because she's also a business strategist, correct? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes, I love business and strategies. My passion. So, so give us some ideas of, of what we're looking for or we, what should we expect or ask of a business strategist? So business strategists can really help you to map out your, your goals and your dreams and your vision for your business. And it's like having that big roadmap, you know, without that plan, uh, you know, you might want to go from the Gold Coast where I live to San Diego. Uh, but if you don't have a map or, you know, a you know, know where you're going and how to get there, then you might end up in Los Angeles, or you could end up in San Francisco. You could end up with, <laughs> or you might end up in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or in a, you could end up in Hawaii. That might not be such a bad thing, but you might not end up in the destination that you you set off with your business to achieve. So, without that roadmap and that plan, and the business strategist can help you really map that out, and you know your core values, so what your what your business stand for, and what's important to you, and you can use that as a guiding tool to help you attract the right employees and the right customers and the right suppliers. So all the business strategy comes down to, you know, what are you trying to achieve and how are you going to get there? So I always liken it to uh, my mountain, my mountain, my husband's a bit of a mountain climber and he always dreamed of going to, you know, base camp uh, in the Himalayas. Oh, and wow. so he, um, in Mount Everest. So he, you know, when you've got that dream, it's kind of like, that's your big vision for your business, but then you have to have a, a roadmap or a guide to actually get you up and the training and the tools and, and everything to help you get to the top of that mountain. And you can't, just charge on up. Um, otherwise, you'll get altitude sickness and won't make it to the top. You kind of have to weave your way back and forth. And so they're kind of your 90, what I like to say, your 90 day goals that you need to achieve to help you move up that mountain in the direction of that big vision that you set for yourself. A strategist helps you to do that and see things that perhaps you haven't been able to see because often when you're inside the business, it's hard to see outside what's happening and really look at okay is there an area that I could improve upon maybe there's certain things that we need to let go of um, to really help us achieve the goals and the vision that we set for ourselves in business so what strategist just helps you get, do that what happens when you get stuck you know okay I'll use me as an example mm -hmm. I'm flourishing with this podcast I mean I'm just really going over the top but this year I slowed down on purpose I mean, I've been doing podcasting for 17 years. You don't hear of podcasters yeah. doing this, and it's been consistent, mm -hmm. and it's been a revenue generator. It's fine. But now I'm kind of sitting here thinking, what direction do I want to go? I still want to stay in this communication. I still want to stay with podcasting, but branching out. So what I've done is some brain dumps. I get mm -hmm. a big whiteboard and a bunch of stickies, and I throw everything against the wall, and I look, step back and look at and see if it tells a story. Mm -hmm. If I'm seeing some similarities in certain areas, if I'm seeing some ideas floating in a different area, I want to explore that. But then, too, you don't want to rock the boat. You're saying, you know, hey, if this has been consistent, you know, let's let's not mess with it. What, mm -hmm. what should I be considering, Phoebe? That's a really interesting question, April, and I love the brain dump and the visualization you do and the story and the mapping. So I would say... 
you know, if you're wanting to go into a new direction, you know, start testing it and seeing what your audience and the customer base and your your clients are looking for and seeing if that works. And if you do wanting to take a step back, you know, maybe you can automate certain parts of it or you can just do it not quite as regularly. So you're not completely letting go of something that you do love um, and is working, but you kind of allowing yourself the space to, to really explore new ideas and new initiatives that have come up to you and have arisen in you and you feel like you're ready for a new uh, new direction, a new idea, and maybe talking it over with someone, like really sitting down with someone like myself, even, or a friend or a mentor, um, someone else in business, and just getting some ideas and seeing what their thoughts are around. And not just sometimes when you're in it, you might think it's this brilliant idea, but until you actually test it in the marketplace, you're not really sure how it's going to land. So not letting go, you know, it's kind of like, you know, the boat, how how close can the boat be to the dock before you can jump on or jump off what you've you've currently created um, and then going into the new new direction so just waiting until you've kind of got things aligned before you just take that leap perhaps you know that's probably me as the accountant being a bit cautious um and making sure you don't let go well, of it everything. is because you know what I, that's one thing i'm saying you know you get so excited and you get so invested in a new idea that mm -hmm. you know uh you you forget to nurture and still love and support what has stabilized you. And so you really need to always have a strong foundation and mm -hmm. multiple streams of income brains right. An entrepreneur can get entrepreneur really quick, mm -hmm. really quick. You need to be smart. You need to invest. You need to pay your taxes. I have to, I have to remind, I have to remind people all the time because if you don't pay your taxes, believe me, they'll come in whoop, and snatch everything from you. Yes. And that's one of the biggest things when I had, because I had a tax compliance firm for many years with my father mm. and for business owners, one of the biggest reasons they got into cash flow problems was that they didn't put money aside for their taxes. Um, and also all of their employee benefits, you know, when they pay their employees, they've got to pay their superannuation and their PAYG withholding here in Australia. And if you don't set aside money to do that. So that's one of the first things I always talk to clients about when they start working with me is making sure you're always putting aside um, money for all of those obligations, such as tax and your employee obligations, but also starting to set up a, a cash cushion for yourself, um, you know, like a little profit buffer so that if anything happens, you've got that cash cushion there. So if you did decide I'm ready to try a new initiative or a new idea and it didn't work out the way you anticipated, you've got at least three to six months of cash sitting there that are going to help see you through that transition period into a new direction that you may be wanting to take your business. So cash is king and queen of your business. And to have that, it gives you opportunities and options to do something different without feeling like um, you're going to be under that cash flow stress. If you are all of a sudden, you know, slow down the podcast, which is bringing in a good income for you. And so that income is right. no longer as, as strong as it was to try a new idea. You've still got that cash cushion there to, to help see you through until the new idea takes off. So that's really important. And getting into the habit of that from day one, um, really I'm, I'm bad with my cushion because I'll take mine on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do the vacation but, one as well. But it's really interesting. I always share with people Microsoft. So you can imagine it's one of the wealthiest companies in the world. It has 12 months of cash sitting in the bank at all times. So you can imagine how much cash Microsoft has just sitting in the bank in case something happened um, that they needed to be able to obviously keep paying their employees, keep paying their rent um, and see themselves through a period of time if things did drop off um, for whatever reason. So if Microsoft if can have 12 months of cash. They don't plan for the drop off. They no. Really they get excited because everything's going good and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, 
But a couple things uh, play into that. As you were talking earlier about your spirituality, uh, the conversation that you have in here, the mm -hmm. board of directors in your brain, you know, your yes. vision, your imagination, your creativity, your gratitude, um, the people that you build alliances with. Sometimes money is uh, a deterrent. It may not be what you need. Example, small example. I come back from vacation. My car won't start. Oh, I'm beside myself. Yeah. I'm like, you know, that that's the last thing I need. My car won't start. Mm -hmm. I get there. I take it to the dealership. You know, the initial $200 just to look at it. Get to talking to her, talking to her. And I said, oh, this battery is, you know, not that old. And blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I go pick up my car. Zero. Nothing. Thank you. Have a nice day. And here's a new warranty. It's about a conversation. It's about building relationships. So you never know where your benefit is going to lie. It may not be with the dollar. It may be working with people like Phoebe that is going to give you strategies. It's going to give you ideas. It's going to connect you with the right people. You're going to build those alliances. You're going to give a good first impression. Those type of things sustain your business. Word of mouth. You know, mm -hmm. what was the relationship following up? And if you get some negative, ne uh, negative response, uh, t put on your big girl and big boy panties and wear it. It is what it is. Nobody's perfect. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I Absolutely. think it's part of the business journey, isn't it? It is. And it, what don't kill you will only make you stronger. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, I didn't see this and I didn't know this, but I've heard this. Maybe let me take a look and let me adjust it. That's like, again, like I said, when Phoebe asked me, did I have something? I hadn't gotten it, gotten uh, to it yet, but jolly on the spot because I didn't want her to think, oh, you know, she's lax or she's not paying attention or I'm not a priority. Your customers are your priority. They're your bread and butter brains. Talking about bread and butter, let's talk about how you spread it because you're also a mom and a wife. How do you create work-life balance because you're a powerhouse? It is challenging. Work-life balance, I think, is always a juggle, isn't it? It's always something you have to work on. But I'm very, um, so on the weekends, pretty much don't touch my computer. And I've intentionally created my new business to be like this. Because when I had the accounting firm with my father, I worked 10, 12-hour days, at least five days a week, if not longer. And when I first started dating my husband was when I was in that business. And he, he said to me one day, which was a quite a big eye opener was that he didn't feel that I would be a very good uh, mother simply wow. because I, I know it was a big, big <laughs> kind of awakening. <laughs> I don't think he meant it the way he said it. No, it no. I, I, and you know what? It's honesty, you know, and, oh, it was and, very and, honest. It was very honest. And again, it was one of those moments where you said, well, let me process this. Yes. And it made me make some big changes in my life, actually. So I realized that that business was no longer serving me. And so I sold that business and had an amazing outcome by selling the business. And it enabled me to just take a bit of a break and actually have my little girl. And then when I started my new business, which is what I'm doing now, my consultancy, I really aligned it to the type of mother I want to be and the type of wife I want to be. That's obviously number one um, in my life. So I really ensured that when I created this business that you know, I work when George is asleep or I uh, we take Fridays off to spend with Georgia and I have my weekends off as well. So I really planned this business so I'd have the time um, to be that mum for her. And just, you know, if it, my business isn't growing as fast as maybe sometimes I expect it to or want it to, then I just 
realize that it's part of the journey and it's what I've prioritized in my life right now is to be there present for my little girl. So and that's what's you know probably what? most important. Hmm. You can't you can't put a price on that. No, and she'll grow up so fast and one day in she green, won't want to play dolls with me. In the green room, you know, is the little baby we were talking about will never mm. even know. We'll yeah. never even know. So we have to count each moment, not day, each moment. We have to count them all joy. What brings mm. you the greatest joy outside of your husband and your daughter? The greatest, I love swimming in the ocean. Ooh. I love diving underneath the waves as they kind of wash over you and um, just, yeah, the the salt salt water and the sunshine on my skin. It just it brings me so much joy. The beach and walking on the beach and just staring for miles out to sea. I just love, love that. It brings me a lot of joy and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get down to the beach as often as I can to to go for a swim. And whether it's winter or summer, you know, it's sometimes a little bit cold in winter, but I still try and get in the ocean a few times throughout the winter um, and just feel that ocean on my, uh, yeah, that salt water on my skin. I just love it. Wow. Um, what is a conversation that you would have with a 25-year-old Phoebe Dre? Oh, 25-year-old Phoebe Dre, I would say to actually take the risk sooner, feel uncomfortable and actually push yourself to get out there and and to really market and sell. Because I had the, I was working with my father in the accounting firm at this that stage. So really just to believe in myself that I had everything within me to achieve the dreams that I wanted to. Um, and just to back myself at that day. I think when I had the accounting firm with my father, I lacked a bit of confidence. And so I really would have said to myself, you know, really work on yourself, go to personal development, join Toastmasters earlier, um, and really just start to feel that. I love Toastmasters. It changed my life, literally. I joined in my early 30s. And probably if I was back to tell my 25-year-old self, I would say to have found that Toastmasters meeting sooner and to have joined that to really help me build my confidence and leadership skills. It, it, it transformed it's my life. It's a nonprofit organization brains uh, to develop speakers and presenters, and it is phenomenal. It goes from everything from how to tell a good joke to mm-hmm. parliamentary procedure, how to step to the lecturer, how to introduce a guest, how to pause, reduce those filler words, ums, ahs, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. And it's great camaraderie. And it's international, Mm -hmm. the networking that you get. And just, it makes you feel so good because public speaking is one of people's biggest fears. But once you get up there, I mean, you can't, you have to learn to shut up at that point. (laughs) <laughs> exactly well I actually met my husband at Toastmasters as well oh, wow. so it, it brings together like my life partner I met my life partner there and it just completely changed my life so if any brains out there you know if you haven't heard of Toastmasters google it find a meeting near to you and just go along um, and you just don't know the people and the the stories you'll hear the people you meet the leadership skills it completely transformed my life so I wouldn't be where I am today without having been a Toastmaster member. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, I always love to ask this question. What appliance <laughs> would you be? I'd be a blender because I love bringing things together and creating oh. something delicious. Really? I'd be the spice grinder. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always like to, you know, I like to kick it up a notch. If you were a flower in the garden, what flower would you be? Oh, I'd be a red rose. 
I've gotten so many roses. Everybody's loving to be a rose. I I'd think I'd be a gladiola. I like gladiolas. Yeah. Or love. also honeysuckle. I love the smell oh, of honeysuckle. They're beautiful. They are. And they always bring back such strong memories of childhood to me, the honeysuckle. Mm. Where else would you desire to live in the world outside of Australia? Vancouver, Canada. We're actually oh, looking okay. at that at the moment. So who knows? I could be on your side of the world very well, come soon. Come on, girl. I'm I'm right there, Vancouver. I absolutely love it. I'm not too far. I'm south of that, uh, California. So you come this way. So really, so you you'd maybe leave Australia? My husband has been offered a, a job over there, so we're just wow. working out the finer details. So it it's potentially it's very highly likely on the cards that within the next three to four months we could be in Canada. Well, let me know and I'll hook you up with everybody that you need to know because again, On the Edge is universal. We're global. Thank what do you, you. want your, your legacy to be, Phoebe? I want my legacy to be to help, I'm going to get emotional actually when you ask that question, to help business owners to really create the the wealth and income that they, they desire so that they can have a bigger impact in the world, whether that's in their employees, in their customers' lives, and even in their family lives. So to take that stress and anxiety around cash flow pressures and money away from them and enable them to share their passions that they're sharing with their business with the world so that they can have a bigger impact um, and, and to live the life and a joyful life with their family without that that's stress. What we, want. we want impactors and influencers' brains not sloppy seconds. We're into emotional intelligence and relationship capital. That's your biggest investment. You know, money's gonna come and it's gonna go. You need to be smart about your money. You need mm -hmm. to work with a certified public accountant or someone if you can't afford a CPA, because again, you know, it's a cost of doing business, but you can't go wrong. There's somebody that's consistent, that knows what they're doing, that's staying up on the tax laws, that's staying up on the deductions, that has a personal relationship with you, that can really help you navigate the weathers of the storm. Also, a business strategist. One thing that I don't like doing, and it's about time for me to get ready to do it, is write a business plan. You know, I am an entrepreneur, but I still, as I said, I still need to have a strategy. I still need to have a blueprint. I need to have some direction, especially when I'm thinking about scaling. You know, mm -hmm. Phoebe's going to have to consider that too, because now if she moves to the United States, it's a whole nother ball of wax. Yeah, I mean, well, not the United States, Canada. Uh, you know, she's going to have to learn the tax laws and, you know, mm -hmm. she's going to have those trusted relationships that she's built that are going to follow her to the end of the moon, wherever she is, because she's built those relationships. So there's a lot to consider in uh, in business. And you have just been a wealth of information. I admire you so much, and I was glad that you were here with me in the green room earlier. You, you made me feel a lot better on a personal <laughs> level, and that's very important. Please tell my brains how to get in contact with you if there's any current offerings. Uh, and really, you know, if you're doing anything on the web or on Facebook, that they can follow you. Sure. So, April, they can find me on Instagram or Facebook, Phoebe Dre. Uh, I also have a Facebook group called Business Mastery Secrets that anyone can join. Um, I too have a podcast that I started uh, about a year ago now. I've done 52 episodes now, so wow. not anywhere near as long as April, but it's called Profit to Cash with the number two. Uh, and I also am running, I do online masterclasses. So my next masterclass is actually on the, no, it's the 12th of October and it's the business growth curve. So it's really interesting to find out where you are on the growth curve, 
where you've been and what you need to do to help you get to the next level of growth that you desire by the time that you desire it. So it's a really interesting, fascinating topic, and it can really help you put in place plans and steps to help you get to that next level of business that you're dreaming of and, and aiming for. So if you're interested in coming along to that, they can find it on my link tree. So I have link tree, um, Phoebe Dre. And they can find all the links to my different workshops and masterclasses, my Instagram and everything on there, my podcast as well. Well, we're going to definitely put that at the back of the interview. And you know what, let's just before we conclude podcasting, it's a lot of work because you Mm -hmm. are now a trusted media source. Is your podcast, because I don't think we really talked about that. Uh, I'm going to have to go in and listen to it and be sure to share it. Is it? Basically, finance, are you doing commentary? Um, are you interviewing people? Give us an idea. I've got a couple stuff. of interviews. I've done probably four or five interviews in the 52 episodes I've recorded so far, but most of them around pricing strategies, um, understanding your numbers, how to what's, what's important about a business plan. So really all different business topics, and I try to keep them short, so 15, 20 minutes max, so bite-sized topics all around different things that you can implement in your business to help you create that successful, profitable, cash-rich business that you dream of. Mm, mm, mm. Well, dreams do come true, Brains, and I'm a big dreamer, and Phoebe is a big dreamer, and that's where ideas initiate from, a dream, a thought, and now Mm -hmm. what you have to do is, you know, get a spark up under it and pluck that wild hair out your butt and get going. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Phoebe Dre, for being here with me and my brains on the edge. Where's my postcard? Can't find my postcard. I'm going to find, I'll find it here. Hold on. There it is. We'll use the little one. (laughs) Braze, I need you to go in and like, love, and subscribe. Like, love, and subscribe. Follow me and Phoebe. You did not pay to get up in here, but I do expect for you to pay attention. Thank you so much. Thank you, Phoebe. Thank you, April. Bye, Braze.